binoculars and what do I see? Jersey Devil chewed my car for a half a dozen Yeti. But no matter, baby, what I do, I can't seem to find you. Hello, and welcome to Featured Creatures. I'm Alan. I'm Alex. Today is St. Patrick's Day. Is today St. Patrick's <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. As of recording. Canceled. Well, <laughs> top of the morning to you. I really wish we had an Irish monster. <laughs> We're but, not doing Finn McCool. <laughs> but this one isn't coming out on St. Patrick's Day, so I guess it works. Okay. Right. Also, you got to be quarantined anyway. It, that's the, we're going to, we should have a dish that's like corn, beef, and cabbage. <laughs> oh, man. It was COVID beef and cabbage. Yeah. Oh, ah, is oh. that one? Well, I mean, I, you know what? They both work. Yeah. Yeah, we'll split the difference. Audience, hit that vote button. Is it COVID beef or is it corn beef? I Let really need the button that's just crickets. <laughs> no, no, no. That's because we're waiting for the vote. You use it's live not... crickets. You shake the cage a little bit. Oh, yeah. Just shake them out. Exactly. So we're not doing Finn McCool, though. No. No. That sucks. We should have just done Finn McCool. But then we wouldn't have learned about all those other giants that are six foot. I, well, no, I'm saying we should, do, we should have done Finn McCool immediately after. We should that's just not how, down That's not how voting works. Well, I mean, I've said this before. Democracy clearly doesn't work. So these two pages of notes are just... <laughs> no, I'm not saying, look, the work you did, I'm sure, is excellent. So you just don't want to talk about Spring Heel no, Jack? I do. I'm, I'm stalling because <laughs> like, I still think Spring Heel Jack is a demon. I still think Spring Heel Jack is a literal monster and not like turn-of-the-century Batman. Well, you might find out if you're right. <laughs> if we get to start without all these crickets. Uh, well, I guess let's get to it. Today's featured creature, Springheeled Jack, a.k.a. Jack the Devil. The name Springheeled comes from his ability to leap great distances and heights. In a single bound. He's also sometimes called uh, Springald. <laughs> I like that. And Suburban Ghost. What? <laughs> Is that like a like more modern interpretation? I got that one out of one of my research books. Uh, those ones might not be right. Because the a couple of the sightings they had in the research book aren't from actual sightings. They're from stories and books written about, like, fictions written about Spring Hill Jack. I see. Too late. I'm sticking with Spring Ald. What's Spring Ald up to? I don't know. Uh, his habitat's Victorian-era England. <laughs> okay. But sometimes after that era, and sometimes the United States. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. So... Let's get to his description. Witnesses describe him as having a terrifying and frightful appearance with diabolical features, clawed hands, and eyes that resemble red bulls of fire. Okay, wait, hang on. Hold on a second. Every time I was like, yeah, spring Jack Jackie's like a fairy thing, right? And you guys were like, no, no it's a dude in a like, suit. He's like Victorian Batman. And here you are describing a man with clawed forelimbs and devilish features. Yeah, like Batman spiky forearms. Have you ever seen a magician? I will, but clawed forelimbs. I mean, like, because I, I, I'll agree completely with the diabolical <laughs> features. Like, yes, I've seen stage magicians, but it's clawed like, forelimbs. Yeah, they can fucking grow out your fingernails. I guess so, but you see balls of fire for eyes. All right, continue. Please yeah, continue. Yeah, determination. Yeah, it's uh, is a... <laughs> Oh, so it's it's figurative eyes like balls of fire. It's for the, the fiery gaze. Yeah, the eyes that, look. quote, resemble <laughs> oh, balls of fire, unquote. <laughs> some powerful, stretchy quotes going on. Like, 
please, please continue, please. Jack is known to wear a large cloak and what the fuck did I write there? No, oh, and spit white and blue flames from his mouth. Like Dylon. <laughs> <laughs> some reports having <laughs> some reports have him wearing red shoes and armor. Also like Dylon. <laughs> he fly or he flees with a cackling, high pitched, ringing laugh. Yeah. I can't. I, can't. I, was, I thought you were gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was I was preparing my cringe bones over here. I thought you were gonna do it. I just plug the mixer into itself again. <laughs> no, I don't want you <laughs> blowing like my computer up. <laughs> so here's some info on Jack. He can jump over ten feet high. That's pretty tall. Uh, he crossed. Well, that's definitely taller than a giant. At one point, he crossed the Atlantic and traveled to the states by jumping. He yes. jumped across the Atlantic. I mean, we don't know how he got here. I mean, it did say over ten feet, so I guess that is over <laughs> ten feet in distance. Yeah, I mean, he also had like a running start. <laughs> Scuffed up the red shoes, though. <laughs> He's, whoosh, just took off. So now we get to <laughs> that was about a third of the page. The rest of all of the pages are pretty much just sightings. All right. Did this guy ever fight the uh, Scarlet Pimpernel? Did that happen? <laughs> no, he's not Zorro. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not, neither Zorro nor King Arthur. Hey, he's not Z to the O to the double R-O. Oh. The first reported sighting, October 1837. Mary Stevens was working er, walking to Lavender Hill on her way through Clapham Common. A strange figure leapt at her from the, a dark alley. Grabbing her arms, he began kissing her face while tearing her clothes and touching her flesh with its claws. The claws, according to Mary, cold and clammy as those of a corpse. In a panic, Mary screamed, making the attacker flee. The commotion brought several residents who immediately began searching for the aggressor to no avail. Whoa. And then we got uh, January 9th, 1838. Lord Mayor of London, Sir John Cowan, made a public announcement in which he read out a lengthy complaint. And I have that lengthy complaint. Wow, okay, so this actually happens. So we phone. got this jumping man with claws that's attacking women. No, no, there's a paper trail. Yeah. For this errant kangaroo. This what y- <laughs> but with claws. What year was Jack the Ripper? Um, Because this, I mean, this is what this guy's, you know, Jack the Leaper. But, I mean... Let me look up. It should be a similar time period. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Which means about the same time uh, as Bram 1888, so 50 years wow. after. So Jack the Ripper is a copycat of Jack the Leaper. Uh, sure. Maybe. No. How do you figure? Because Jack the Leaper, <laughs> Spring-Heeled Jack, never killed anyone. <laughs> that we know of. The one reported, not reported death, but the one death that you find in the sightings is um from... Books, not real storybooks. So no, nobody in real life is alleging that he killed anybody. No, and I that uh, that book was uh, the, his victim was a thirteen-year-old prostitute. That's uh, just tragic all around. So here's the letter from the mayor, the Lord Mayor of I'm London. Interested to hear this. That's oh, really long. <laughs> it appears that some individuals of, as the writer believes, the highest ranks of life have laid a wager with a mischievous and foolhardy companion. That he durst not, <laughs> durst, <laughs> that he durst not take upon himself the task of visiting many of the villages near London in three different disguises, a ghost, a bear, and a devil. Moreover, 
that he will not enter a gentleman's gardens for the purpose of alarming the inmates of the house. The wager has, however, been accepted, and the unmanly villain has succeeded in depriving seven ladies of their senses, two of whom are not likely to recover, but to become burdens on their families. At one house, the man rang the bell, and on the servant coming to open the door, his uh, this worse-than-brute stood in no less dreadful figure than a specter clad most perfectly. The consequences was that the poor girl immediately swooned and has had never from that moment been in her senses. Imagine being so scared by a Victorian ghost that you were just like permanently crazy. <laughs> the affair has now been going on for some time, and strange to say, the papers are still silent on the subject. The writer has reason to believe that they have the whole history at their fingers, at their finger ends, but though interested motives are induced to remain silent. That was a Victorian ass letter. I do hate Victorian English. Well, that was the Lord Mayor leading, reading a letter that someone gave him. I like that he has these neat inducing powers. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> just, just stay inside. Yeah, I, I think that's what happened Be to me. Be a burden on your family forever. Yeah, that's what happened to me. You got spring-heeled jacked? Yep. Jack the Leaper showed up? You got spring-heeled jacked off. And then Jack Whoa. the Leper took over. <laughs> Jack the Leper? Yeah, that's why everyone died. Well, they're a trio of Jacks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the four Jack Jacks Frost, of the apocalypse. Pyro Jack. Jack O'Lantern. February 19th. Jack Grisham. <laughs> <laughs> Jack E. Chan. Oh, yeah, he, he's actually the most likable uh, one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And my personal favorite, Jack Daniels. <clears throat> Not my favorite. I actually don't really like Jack Daniels. Yeah. I, it's all smoky and gross. You know, it, at any rate. February 19th, 1838. Jane Alsop uh, was at her... Hold the fuck on. Jane Alsop was at... I just fucking... Fine. <laughs> that moment no, you can't I, read your own writing. No, no it's, it's I did. Victorian England. I did, and but then I went to the line above instead of the line below. Ooh, nice. February 19th, 1838. Jane Alsop was at her father's house when there was a knock on the door. Uh, I'll have, I have her quote on my phone. Her actual account. Her reported. Is this the one that swooned and she became a no, no, family? No, no, because that happened before this. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, yeah, I didn't even listen to the date. I answered the door of my father's house. <laughs> I answered the door to my father. Uh, fuck, goddamn. <laughs> Jack the leper strikes again. I, I answered the door of my father's house to a man claiming to be a police officer who told me to bring a light, claiming we have caught spring Jack here in the lane. I brought the person a candle and noticed that he wore a large cloak. And had clawed forelimbs. <laughs> the moment I had handed him the candle, however, he threw off the cloak and, pre and presented a most hideous and frightful appearance. Vomiting blue and white flames from his mouth, his eyes resembled red balls of fire. I want to make like a legit, like, just like surreal horror film based on this. But I like, I just, I, I don't know if people would take it seriously. Like how... What would I have to do visually to make just well, like you just show in the trailer based on true events? Just like a sharp dressed man, you know, you just like ha ha ha, <laughs> <laughs> just like spitting fire. Like I don't know. Like it's, it's not just a close up magician. It, I mean, I look, I agree, <laughs> right? But it's just like I mean, the first of his kind, you know. He, they broke the mold after they. Uh, no, they just mass produced a bunch of cheap ones without saying a word. 
He grabbed her and began tearing her gown with his claws. She screamed for help, broke his grip, and ran towards the house. He caught her on the steps and tore at her neck and arms with his claws. She was rescued by one of her sisters, causing Jack to flee. (laughs) He's like looking at me expectantly. I don't know if there was more. I didn't want to cut you off. You can cut me off. I'll just keep reading. It's a very (laughs) compassionate. Well, it hardly the counts as cutting you off. Moral of the story, the neat saved the day. She saved her sister because she had nowhere to be. Uh, maybe her sister is the one that was the burden. Yeah. It's a house that Jack keeps coming no, to. No, because it was a maid, not a... Wait, like a literal maid or like a maid? Like a okay. servant. It said servant. Oh, okay. I didn't, I'm sorry. I, I, I thought it said sister. But... Uh, no, this time it said oh, sister. No, oh, you're In right, the marriage right. letter, it said servant. That's right. Well, I mean, they could both be living servants and related by blood. I'm just saying. Thus, sisters you know, and servants. Also nuns, so then like servants of the cross, like do checkmate. He's got you there. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm just saying useless living home people are sometimes useful because uh, you they'll save you. You get you get to take over the episode. Now. <laughs> Gosh, I don't I don't want this prize. <laughs> it's fine. I just, can't just decode keep, your writing here. Just keep I'm riffing sorry. and you'll be right every time, apparently. February twenty eighth, nineteen thirty eight. 18-year-old Lucy Scales and her sister were returning home from their brothers, a butcher who lived in a respectable part of Limehouse. While passing Green Dragon Alley, a man in a large cloak spurt, quote, a quantity of blue flame. (laughs) She instantly dropped to the ground and seized with violent fits for several hours. I, were these people, were they preparing for their semester at Hogwarts? The, he said they came from, from Limehouse to Green Dragon Alley and then were met by a man breathing fire. Uh, have you become J.K. Rowling? <laughs> no, this is all real. Good this is all God. historical fact. Uh, yeah, I see people spit hot fire all the time. <laughs> this, man, this guy's spitting. <laughs> it's like literally modern you know it, martin lawrence sent back in time just drops out and starts throwing mad rhymes on these people they just start convulsing <laughs> just can't can't comprehend Jeez. this fully wood iambic pantameter <laughs> goodness gracious the brother heard her scream and came to help thomas milbank boast uh, so yeah she was just seizing for like hours yeah wow so thomas milbank boasted that he was Springheel Jack shortly after these attacks. He escaped conviction. Uh, he, he was straight up arrested. He was arrested. He's like, yeah, it was me. I did it. They yeah. arrested him. So uh, he escaped conviction uh, only because Jane Alsop, the, the lady who opened the door, uh, insisted her attacker had breathed fire and Milbank admitted he could not. <laughs> like, no, he breathed fire. Oh, well, I can't do that. I, can't, I guess like, it's not I, me. <laughs> Bye. Like, yeah. What? Yep. I mean, this is you know we're talking about you know the the golden era of of the traveling circus and free shows, right? Yep. Yep. It, like, how is how is it like acceptable that like yeah, there's no way he could breathe fire. I mean, sure, we got a whole tent full of people. What can do that? But he just he can't. It's impossible. Mm. It just <laughs> it just seems ridiculous. So here's the first one that on my list that's after Jack the Ripper. Okay. August 1877. At the Aldershot Barracks in North Camp Central Road, uh, the story is as follows. A sentry on duty at the North Camp peered into the darkness, his attention attracted by a peculiar figure advancing towards him. The soldier issued a challenge, which went unheeded. 
and the figure came up beside him or beside him and delivered several slaps to his face. <laughs> a guard shot at him with no visible effect. Some sources claim that the soldier may have fired blanks at him. Others that he missed or fired warning shots. The strange figure then disappeared into the surrounding darkness with astonishing bounds. So he showed up, walked up on this guy, this soldier, slapped him, and then just jumped away. Slapped him a fuck ton of times. <laughs> got shot at. <laughs> point no blank, like, <laughs> and then just like, like Hulk jumped away. They just like footage played in reverse of a man jumping down from a shelf. Yeah. Just into the darkness. All right. I would never tell that story. Like, if that happened to me, I would take that to my grave. <laughs> in, uh, in 1888, Jack was seen on the roof of St. Francis Xavier's church. Francis Xavier. Yeah. All right. Autumn 1877, Newport Arch in Lincoln, Lincolnshire. <laughs> Jack was seen wearing a sheepskin. An angry mob chased him down, cornering him, but he just leapt away. I love the idea of cornering a man who just jumps away. It's he like, like a wild cat. It's something. like he forgot because he was straight up running from them. They cornered him and he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> My namesake. How could I forget? Oh, man. Maybe he just didn't want to accidentally drop the sheepskin. I guess so. 1970. Zzz. <laughs> 70s. Got a whole century. A hundred years later. The inhabitants of Addercliffe in Sheffield. <laughs> the inhabitants of Addercliffe in Sheffield witnessed a red-eyed figure who punched women. <laughs> he was rumored to jump between rooftops and walk down the sides of walls. Okay, so now all of a sudden, right, almost 200 years later, he's got another superpower? Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. 1986. South Herefordshire in... Oh, South Herefordshire. Marshall, a salesman encountered a man who took gigantic leaps, then slapped him. <laughs> Which is a great power. Move. Like the more in the future, he gets more supernatural powers, loses his fire breathing, but is now slapping men instead of assaulting. Like see spring Jack in the seventies seems like the kind of guy that would kind of, you know, do a lot of trolling around the Greenwich village area, you know, hanging out at drag balls, just calling people out and slapping them. It's the whole thing. You would just you'd jump right onto the stage, just five feet off the ground, just straight vertical leap, whoosh, slapped me, and then took off. <laughs> I can see it. And just Victorian man, Vogan in the club, slapping people that come upon him. And then he jumps away. Got them hops, dude. <laughs> February t- uh, 2012. Wow. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't know. That it goes up this reason. I've never heard of this. Scott Martin and his family were traveling in a taxi when they saw a dark figure run across the street and climb a, ro- a roadside bank in seconds near Nescott College. It's so weird to me that it like, no, that was spring Jack. Like, <laughs> it, like, I would think that somebody who would see like in modern times that would see that would be like, oh, Bigfoot or like Chupacabra or something. Some kind of vague semi-humanoid shape, you know, just climbing stuff real fast. But no, their, their first go-to is Victorian man. Yeah. So let's go back to the 1800s. Okay. For Spring Hill Jack. Ghost of Raymond Street. In 1892, a 7 to 12-foot tall phantom. <laughs> what? A giant. So this is a throwback to the giants. Uh, dressed in all... Oh, hold on. Dressed all in white, with horns on its head, was seen spitting fire in the vicinity of the jail in Raymond Street in Brooklyn, New York. Whoa. 
So maybe that hundred years is when he traveled to the States. Oh yeah, he, was, he just jumped from boat to boat, probably. This ocean one, to ocean. This one doesn't have a, uh, <laughs> a goat. This one doesn't have a time Pitbull period. Confirmed. Pitbull is Springfield Jack. Oh my God. <laughs> oh man. I hope he doesn't really slap people up. Oh, I'll have to cancel man. him. The ghost of Wading River. At exactly 11.55 p.m. every night, a specter appears at the churchyard near near Wading River, Long Island, jumping here and there, trying to let out his here, cry. Man, everywhere. You're freaking gummy bears over here? <laughs> That's why I stopped. Oh, my God. It started playing in my head. <laughs> Spring Heel Jack. Spring Heel Jack. Okay, we have to do that song. Oh, nope, I'm I'm not I'm I'm gonna be smarter than Alan this time. I'm not committing to music. <laughs> We're doing it. Uh, I mean, we got nothing to do with this Corona. Oh. They're all in my neat boat, uh, jumping here and there, trying to read inscriptions on the tombstones. When the clock strikes twelve, a ghost or the ghost positions himself atop a stone and spurts out twelve fireballs. After which he disappears into mist. That's very specific. <laughs> I know. But I mean, I could see, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what like the soil composition looks like, but I could see like foxfire or whatever. What do they call it? Uh, fox glow? Uh, fox the, like the like swamp Willow gas wisps. or whatever. Yeah. Like I could see that partially accounting for it, but like. Yep. In Long Island, New York. See, that's what I said. I don't know what the soil composition looks like. All right. It might be swampy. It's an old like churchyard, right? So there are theories. Well, yeah. So far, Alan's the errant kangaroo is a good one. <laughs> Is that an actual theory? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. No, because <laughs> I don't I don't have the sources, but there was a circus with a armored kangaroo. <laughs> this armored yes. kangaroo. This is the thing, yeah. A weapon to surpass metal gear. Why would you armor a kangaroo? <laughs> to fight a bear. <laughs> is this is this the case? No, that's why I would armor a kangaroo. I would just do it because well, I think it would look funny. Yeah, it would be cool. <laughs> but right, like, you know, you know as the Mighty Boots showed, like, you know, they can eviscerate a man with its toenails. Right? Yeah, that is true. So, yeah, that's a, that's so a million overpowered you. They're, so, they're like a non-avian uh, ostrich because they do the same thing. But they just yeah. freaking They got a weapons pouch. They just, just gore a man to death. Yeah, do deadly feet. In the, 18th, in the 1830s, police theorized Henry de la Poire Bearsford. Is he French or Bearsford, is he like Swedish? Uh, <laughs> the Marquis of Waterford was the culprit, aided by springs concealed in his boot heels. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, I have some info. I mean, it does sound like a weird rich people game. I, I guess this makes sense. So, I did a little bit of looking into uh, Henry de la Poire Bearsford, the Marquis. <laughs> So what's on we? He was uh, frequently in the news in the late 1830s for drunken brawling, <laughs> brutal jokes, and vandalism. What what exactly are brutal jokes? I don't know. He's the the Ashton Kutcher of you know the time period, just punking people, and was said to do anything for a bet. Wow. <laughs> Uh, that mayor's letter also specifically referenced wagers, so maybe that's he part did. of the part of the theory yeah, is wow. he's the person they bet to go to in there as a bear, a ghost, and a demon. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> I just see it like getting more and more ridiculous. His irregular behavior and his contempt for women <laughs> earned him the title wow. the Mad Marquis. Wow, wow. That's a little bit of info on that boy. I'm gonna need a deeper dive later. His contempt for women, just Jesus. Uh, God damn it. It's hard to read the back page. <laughs> I know what you mean. When holding them, like, to not have it hit the mic. 
newspaper writers thought it was a bear. Just a bear. Yeah. Breathing fire and just trying to get at women. <laughs> I love the idea that a bear knocks on the door. And it's like, come this way. We, we found Springfield can- <laughs> Jack. Bring me a candle. And then... <laughs> Uh, um, he has the dangest thing I ever saw. It looked like a devil man, like other, literal bear. Other uh, dumber theories is uh, he's a alien. What? <laughs> and another one, the Allens of Aaron Kangaroo, <laughs> Just wrapped in armor. And then, as my new tradition, fallen angel. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, devil. You know, he checks also out. pitbull. Yeah, yeah oh, an, that's true, that's our theory, theory pitbull. pitbull. Yep, Mister Worldwide. But Pitbull could be an alien slash time traveler. I think Pitbull is a fallen angel. I was just going to say that, actually. I could see that, too. It's like he's using his otherworldly musical powers. Pop culture. Well, like freaking everywhere, right? Um, At the time, countless Penny Dreadfuls were about him. Yeah. Wow. At the time, so many plays. Yeah. And uh, imagine being this French, you know, Marquis and just being just uh, like just losing any chance at royalties on this. He That's why he's taking so many it. bets. He's broke. That makes sense. It's like uh, when OJ got tricked to st- steal that guy for his memorabilia back. Uh, one of one of the plays. <laughs> one of the plays is Springheel Jack, The Terror of London by John Thomas Haynes, which shows Jack as a brigand attacking women because his sweetheart betrayed him. Wow. In 1946, the film Curse of the Way, the Raydon, W-R-A-Y-D-O-N. <laughs> What? Is this Welsh? Wadrant or r- in two thousand and five six skipped. <laughs> Just dump it in, in Microsoft Sam. In oh, two thousand and six, uh Elder Scrolls for Oblivion has an item, the boots of Spring Hill Jack. Yep. Twenty fifteen. Oh, that's the new theory. Spring Hill Jack's a Daedra. He's a Daedra Prince. That's your theory. It's the theory. In uh twenty fifteen, you can hunt him down in Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Wow. There's a TV show uh in the TV show Primeval. Jack the Ripper is a Utah Raptor. You say Jack the Ripper? No, Jack the Leper. Jack oh, the Leaper. I wrote Jack the Ripper. It's Spring Hill Jack. I see. They named a dinosaur after Spring Hill Jack. No, uh, Primeval is a dumb show where time portals open up. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's the one? There's like a British TV show that's like dinosaurs and stuff. That's Primeval. Is that that one? All right. All right. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Terra Nova, the other one. Oh, I miss that show. Too bad it was the most expensive uh, thing to make. Yep. It was pretty ambitious and it just didn't pay off. You compare that to Lost, right? Like 12 people on the beach. Uh, in the movie Sherlock Holmes 2010, an asylum movie, Jack the or wow. Springheel Jack is their villain with robot parts. Cool. <laughs> oh, like turn of the century, like clockwork, you know, Mechanicum. Yeah. That's but all cool. asylum CGI. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so a show that I really liked. Uh, sanctuary. No, I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, it's people going around the world collecting magic stuff. It's I fun. see. Uh, there, Springheel Jack is a, isn't it? <laughs> He's just a you know guest character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Springheel Jack is a horned, uh, a horny toad. He's a horned knife wielding fae in Pathfinder. Oh, see, maybe that's why I thought he was. And scary. you can summon him in Scribble Knots. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Okay, and the last bit is another long thing I'm going to have to read. But uh, in Karen, uh, Ken Gerhard's book, Encounters with Flying Humanoids, Gerhard places him as top fifth flying humanoid, and I'll read his description of him. 
top fifth. What else made the list? I don't know. I need to get that book. Yeah, we do have to check it out. Well, I mean, we already know the five greatest rappers of all time. It's Dylon, Dylon, <laughs> Dylon, Dylon, and Springhill <laughs> Jack. So, uh, Gerhard describes Springhill Jack as so named because of his apparent ability to bound effortlessly through the air. Springhill Jack was greatly feared by residents of suburban London during the 1830s, a diabolical supervillain of sorts. He was usually described as being tall, thin, and cloaked in a tight-fitting oilskin suit, as well as a flowing cape. Jack first gained notoriety when he began to accost solitary young women by ripping at their clothing with steely claws, while he breathed noxious blue flames into their faces. To this day, no one is sure of Jack's true identity nor from where this notorious scoundrel came. Wow. Can he beat a hippo? No. Uh, well, I mean, I figure if you put a hippo in, you know, a Victorian style women's clothing and, you know, in a house and make her like kind of dumb, then like, yes, definitely. You just <laughs> you would knock on the door and like the hippo would come out with a candle and you just like, but I mean, it also depends on what we mean by beat, right? No Cause done. like, it's just, oh he's got God. the power of shock and all. <laughs> We've answered this question. But can you, you're the only one that has a problem with it. Can it, spring one on one fight? Can spring heel Jack kill a hippo? I don't think spring heel Jack could one on one kill anything. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Like in an actual fight. Except I don't for maybe so. that 13 year old prostitute. Maybe. But even then, that's I don't fiction. Know. Yep. <laughs> It depends on who it is. I mean, you know, because 13 year olds were a lot tougher back then. <laughs> yeah. Street tough. So yeah. I don't think Springhill Jack would even sit a chance then, especially if he's just some pampered marquee. I don't know, though, because some of these marquees could get down. What does the marquee decide, dude? Like, that guy didn't mess around. He got arrested. Well, that's true. But I mean, that was what, like, you know, all equally tough, you know, Victorian he's not tough. French he police. He is not tough. No, I'm saying the French police were tough. I'm saying he's not tough. Well, I mean, that's kind of my point. But then there's at least the, comparatively. The I'm just saying, guy. what is that French guy who they claimed he was the aide of Joan of Arc and they oh Gilles Durand? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, that guy. Yeah, like, like a body count of like four hundred. Oh my, children, yeah, where like, it was like he would just he would send people around to like, oh yeah, we're looking for squires. Like, send us your children because they were like so horribly impoverished. There's like estimates. There's like killed like like multiple children per day for some reason. Yeah. Like, just why? But even then, that's a whole questionable history. Like, some people think that they were just covering up that he was gay. <laughs> yeah. Like, they couldn't handle that a noble, that that uh, powerful was. So, I think we, we all agree, mess. no? Yeah, strong no. Yeah. yeah, tragically, I really wanted to make a case. I uh, mean, I could make an argument, but... Really, what's um, your argument? Uh, so... Well, okay, if, he, if he's a fallen angel... No, no, his... Then yes. We're going by the facts. He can jump 10 feet. He breathes seizure fire <laughs> and he has cl- metal claws. Yeah. You know, actually. Yeah. But still, no, if, I mean, that, if so, the hippo is violently seizing, <laughs> wouldn't it still win? <laughs> Hence violence. In hippos. I mean, no, open. man, because then you just start it's season and you just stay away from its mouth and feet. I'm just saying, I think it's got even a, like feet on it's got a pretty It's like big, on its side or back. And then big you fucking rolling just dig your way through its spine. <laughs> oh. uh, you know what? We'll call it a draw. I no, I I'm good. I'm good with no. I'm okay. pretty sure All it's right. a no. I mean, I feel like nine times out of ten, his head's getting friggin' watermelon. Yeah, <laughs> like nine times out of ten. <laughs> watermelon. <laughs> so that's what we call it. Yes, I know, but I, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that's entered the the uh, attacks attack list of just yeah, hippo's just gonna go for Gallagher and just watermelon his head. Oh so yeah, God. so what what other attacks we got? We got we got watermelon. We got stomping. We got. <laughs> 
Shit. <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. I got, forgot they can shit. That's oh almost four. What's its fourth, uh, you know, move? Rest. Oh, yeah, rest. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I don't know. These things are pretty OP. I still can't believe hippos are nocturnal. Like That's such a that's such an interesting balance. Well, that's why they're so know? violent in the daytime. Well, exactly. It's like, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. By that, I mean just dead people <laughs> that I watermeloned. Oh, God. So, plugamendations. I have two. I only have one. Would you like to go first? So, my fir- uh, I'll go first with one, and then you guys can go, and then I'll do my last one. Okay. So, the first thing I'm going to plug is Neo 2. Uh, it's a little bit harder than Neo 1 until you get some powers, some special powers that they added to this game. Uh, I, it's pretty fun. So, if you like Neo, if you are into the Dark Souls type of game, check it out. It's got a bunch of yokai. It's fun. Or check out number one. Either or. Either way. So far, I like the story for one better, but two's fine. Interesting. Who's next? Uh, well, I can go next because I don't want to plug. Uh, I may have plugged this before. I don't know. But I'm not really concerned. Uh, it's you know super topical. I'm going to plug Stephen King's The Stand because it's like my favorite book. Uh, and yeah, it, I like have been rereading it and I decided to like throw on the miniseries while I was working at some homework. And I don't know. It's just, it, you know, like I said, it's in the news. V-Rai going round. Yeah. It made me want to play Bloodborne. <laughs> so stand Pet Cemetery. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to get too political, but, uh, you know, rest in peace. Genesis Briar Peorage, probably the most influential figure of the last 50 years. One of at least. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Check it out single-handedly invented industrial music and brought chaos magic into the fold. No question about that. Did not invent acid house. That's not true, but I'll, I'll let, <laughs> I'll let you have that. Popularized Brian Geis and William Burroughs and changed my life forever. Yeah. Word virus, not coronavirus. Oh yeah. I look up all the research books. Research.pubs, I believe is the website. They also changed the world and Vale is still here and please buy his books. Wait, what's this, what's this person's name? Uh, v Vale is the publisher and Genesis Briar Peorage is the person passed away, I believe, last Tuesday. I don't know when it's going to come out, but what? yeah. Throbbing Gristle, Psychic TV, Temple of Psychic. Oh, okay. Cube, this is Throbbing Gristle. Yeah. Okay. I got my extra one. Okay. What's the extra plug? Go to Kickstarter. Look up Shadows in the Desert, uh, a podcast I listen to and another podcast that I don't listen to. Uh, their hosts are making a documentary wow. about, uh, High Strangeness in the Borrego Triangle, which is a desert out here. Are they going to talk about Yucca Man? Yes. Yucca Man. They're just looking into all the weird shit that goes on out there. Wow. Like lights, like monsters, like Yucca Man. There's other Thunderbirds, stuff like that. Wow. Um, It's looks like it's going to be really good. And it's I'm excited because it's local to us. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, check it out. Have to look into it. It's almost they have as of recording. 22 days to go, which I'm not going to do the math. 19 or 18 by the time this comes out. That sounds about right. Uh, they're about 75% funded. What's their goal? Uh, 20,000. They're at 16,888. Wow. Okay. So a little over. And what's their name again? Uh, the just If you're on Kickstarter, you can look up Shadows in the Desert. The podcast that I listened to was Blurry Photos. Oh, good name. <laughs> my One of my favorite episodes they've done is... Count of Saint Germain. I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, it's it's a weird person. I see. Yeah. It's a real guy. Yeah. Oh wow. And, ba- and my favorite Castlevania character is based on him. 
Oh, really? St. Germain. Yeah, well, Julius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go back to that. <laughs> so uh, check it out. Uh, toss some coin at it. Oh, I see. If you can. Or uh, spread the word, because I want this documentary to get made. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They only need four more Gs, and they got like 20 days. I'm going to do- put some money towards it on Friday when I get paid. Nice. Anywho, if you don't give them money, maybe you should give us some money. At <laughs> Check out our Patreon. For a dollar, uh, you get sticker for signing up, you get bonus episodes, and the ability to vote on future episodes. So if there's one that you wanted over this... You could yeah, have had a say. Cool. For five dollars, you get a diploma. You get access to our Discord server, and oh, uh, one more thing, right? Stickers, sticker, new stickers. Whenever we get them, holographic. Oh, we did get some first cool, edition, cool holographic stickers. It scared me. It woke me up in the middle of the night. Well, like the light reflecting off. Oh, did it? Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, that's a. I have my water bottle covered in every sticker we've gotten. <laughs> oh my goodness, and it's. Is it douchey to have a water bottle completely plastered in your show stickers? No, not at all. Brute force and be like, oh, what is that? Oh, it's this podcast about uh, monsters. <laughs> uh, uh, Luigi cannot spit hot fire. 40 bucks. <laughs> no, nope, that's gone and dead forever. Um, <laughs> the, the now defunct Luigi tier. There is a, a $25 tier where you basically bypass the voting system and just pick what you want. You're a dictator for a month. Yeah, it's the Bloomberg a far package. superior system to. <laughs> you, you can get it done. <laughs> you, you know, yeah, let's go with it. We'll go with it. You all, in addition to picking what we get or what we have to do, you also get to uh, give us a message you want us to say, and and you get custom word art of the monster you pick. See, I think you guys should use this to torture Garrett. You should be real specific about something horrible, like a like a stupid Bigfoot or like a, a dog chupacabra. Just something real, real dumb. How about no. just only Thunderbirds? What if what if oh, just that's repeats? True. Thunderbird, 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 Thunderbird. We'd have to do it. Ooh, see, you can do it, you guys. See, I'd be down, but I know Garrett would hate it. <laughs> but you'd be down because I hate it. Well, for, I mean, kind of both. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a win for me on multiple levels. Uh, I think we should all have our own sign off now. So, oh, Al- yeah. Alan, I already have one picked out for you. Yeah, what if you, you want it, uh, placid, but magnificent, like your favorite thing. We've oh, covered. oh, uh, oh, uh, so yeah, Arnold has proven <laughs> that it's <laughs> like the double headlock on the horses. Oh, what's a horse and a donkey? But yeah, <laughs> Arnold has a placid yet magnificent horse and donkey. <laughs> he has a nuggle. Yep. Only Arnold can survive the Nuggle at the age of 70-whatever. I mean, I feel like Arnold might be the Nuggle, though. No. Nah. You don't think he's like a weird, you know, Irish shapeshifter? I don't think he's no. magnificent. Right. He's not placid or magnificent. You don't he's think he's so? placid now. I think he's both of those things currently. At least at present. I'll think about it. So a sign-off, how would that even, like, give me give me an example of what this would be like. You're going to be like, well, this is, this is Alan, placid but magnificent. Is that like what you mean? Here's mine. Okay, go ahead. Remember, all you need to do Gosh. to be a cryptozoologist is say you're a cryptozoologist. And then Alan's like, but magnificent. And I don't have anything to no, say. You can, you can uh, wait. You can pick yours whenever you feel like it. Okay, all right. I'll just start And Alan, anything. you can pick another one if you don't like placid but magnificent. I just can only think of the nuggle. <laughs> I know you can. I'm kind of petrified. That's also might be our next sticker is placid but magnificent. I do. 
so much. Did we get a bloated with avarice sticker yet? Not yet. Oh. I'm waiting for a sale on the clear stickers. Okay. All right. No, you're right. You're right. That needs to be clear. All right. I already said the thing. <laughs>